The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. U.S. Senator Tim Kaine is pushing to include mental health protections for health care providers in the federal relief package under consideration. Patrick Larson has more. The measure is named after Dr. Lorna Breen, a Virginia native who died by suicide in April last year. She was a New York City emergency room director. Kane was joined by Breen's family in a virtual press conference. He says the Senate's COVID-19 bill includes $140 million for mental health programs like training, awareness campaigns, and counseling. Virginia nurse Emily Boucher says burnout isn't going anywhere. It's not a brand new issue. It's something that was on the rise and COVID has just kind of poured gasoline on that fire. Burnout is associated with more medical errors, which experts say just leads to more stress. For Breen, who hadn't had any recorded or suspected mental health battles, her family says returning to work after beating COVID was all too much. Patrick Larson, VPM News. If you or someone you know is having suicidal thoughts, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is open 24 hours a day at 800-273-8255. The Virginia Department of Health announced yesterday that the first child under the age of 10 has died due to COVID-19 in Virginia. No other details have been released. Across the country, almost 300 children under the age of 18 have died due to the virus. In a statement, the state health commissioner reminded residents the pandemic is not yet over and to continue following CDC recommendations like wearing a mask in public and frequent hand washing. More information on COVID-19 is available at vdh.virginia.gov slash coronavirus. The Mayor's Homelessness Advisory Council has issued its final report. Among their recommendations are creating a community resource center in Richmond City Hall. Roberta Roldan has more. The Advisory Council envisions a resource center being a hub for residents to access all kinds of social services, like housing case managers, federal assistance, or mental health services. Another recommendation is to create a peer support program with people who previously experienced homelessness. Ricky Martin is one of those individuals. He was on the council and says having support and mentorship can be key for some experiencing a crisis. There's a certain sense of camaraderie, a sense of they're not looking down on me because they've been there too. City Councilwoman Stephanie Lynch says she wishes a report had gone further, recommending the city create a permanent cold weather shelter with support services. I mean, there is a lot that was missing to address, like the tangible and very real challenges that have come about as a result of shutting down the Annie Giles Center. The Homelessness Advisory Council was set up in response to criticism the city received over the motel shelter program it's been using since the pandemic. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Governor Ralph Northam has endorsed Democrat Jay Jones to become Virginia's next attorney general. In a statement released yesterday, Northam said it was time for, quote, a new generation of leaders. Jones is a lawyer who represents Norfolk in the House of Delegates. The 31-year-old is running against the current Attorney General, Mark Herring, in the Democratic primary set for June. Northam, who cannot run again for his post this year, 
has not endorsed candidates for governor or lieutenant governor. A group of adjunct professors gathered on VCU's campus yesterday to demand better compensation for their work. As Alan Rodriguez Espinoza reports, they've been calling for a pay raise for several years. What do we want? When do we want it? Adjunct faculty are calling on the university to increase their pay. I've only had two raises in 15 years. That's Jennifer Garvin Sanchez, an adjunct professor of religious studies. She currently makes about $1,000 per credit. Adjuncts are calling for VCU to triple that. Right now, an adjunct professor could work full-time and still live under the poverty line. In the last four years, VCU President Michael Rao has seen a salary increase of over $100,000. We also need health care. Besides fair pay, we need health care. Because they're technically part-time temporary employees, VCU adjuncts have not had health care coverage during the pandemic, even as some are required to work in person. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. Volunteers are needed to help plant 300 trees along a barren bike path near Fairfield Elementary School in Richmond's East End. Richmond Cycling Corps has partnered with Reforest Richmond to help with the planting. The three-hour free event starts at 10 in the morning on Saturday. People who volunteer will need to wear a face mask and maintain physical distancing. Organizers suggest bringing gloves and a shovel. For more information, look up Reforesting Workshop with Richmond Cycling Corps on Facebook. Virginia Democrats continued pushing a wide range of environmental and energy policies at the General Assembly this year after passing the Clean Economy Act last session. That puts the Commonwealth on a path to carbon neutrality by 2045. Among other things, lawmakers tried to make electric vehicles more accessible, rein in major electric utilities, and institute new waste disposal programs with mixed success. VPM's Patrick Larson spoke with Sarah Vogelsong, environment and energy reporter at the Virginia Mercury, about these environmental measures. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Patrick. So Democrats and environmental groups spent a lot of time this session working on an electric vehicle program. What was the approach they took, and can we expect to see more EVs hitting the road soon? The overall goal of all this EV legislation is to reduce transportation emissions, which account for about half of the state's total carbon output. So the biggest proposal that we saw this session would bring clean car standards, uh, which originate in California, but have been adopted by 14 states, including Maryland, to Virginia. So in a nutshell, those standards aim to make sure cars emit fewer greenhouse gases, and they also set in-state sales targets for EVs. They will not take effect until 2024 at the earliest. And lawmakers have set the groundwork to send money to school districts to electrify their bus fleets, but clashed over whether Dominion Energy should be in the driver's seat on the program. Ultimately, the legislature didn't approve the utility-run version, but attempts from House Democrats to further empower the agency tasked with regulating Dominion also failed. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So the Virginia legislature is more involved with how major electric utilities are regulated than most other states are. Uh, they tend to leave regulation more in the hands of public utility commissions. But in Virginia now, there's this growing number of lawmakers who say that the legislature should be more hands-off on these issues, and they introduced bills with bipartisan support this session to give more power back to the state corporation commission. Some similar measures were introduced last year with mixed success, but this year all of the proposals were shot down by the Senate. Um, Lawmakers did agree to reconvene a commission that's been dormant for a few years to broadly assess how the state's regulatory system is working. 
Lawmakers also passed some bills that Chesapeake Bay advocates have lauded, including new restrictions on nutrient and balloon pollution, and a measure that will phase polystyrene containers out of restaurants by 2025. That bill, sponsored by Richmond delegate Betsy Carr, was also central to conversations about waste management and something called advanced recycling. What can you tell us about this industry trying to take root in Virginia? Yeah, so this is an interesting subject. Um, advanced recycling is a really new industry, although it uses processes that have been around for decades. And basically what it does is to use these chemical processes to return plastics to their building blocks, which they can then use to make new plastic goods and fuels. And it does this on a commercial scale. The Senate bill this session wanted to classify this as manufacturing rather than waste management, which raised concerns from some groups about state regulators' oversight of this new industry. And ultimately, lawmakers settled on what one called the Great Polystyrene Compromise of 2021, where the Senate agreed to the polystyrene ban and the House agreed to the advanced recycling bill. And what other measures did lawmakers debate? Among other things, they decided to put together the state's first comprehensive inventory of greenhouse gas emissions, pulling together emissions from power plants, transportation, industry, and buildings. There were also some bills this session that failed. Last year, lawmakers codified a definition of environmental justice in state law, but this year they rejected efforts to build and expand on that. That was Sarah Vogelsong with VPM's Patrick Larson. Sarah's energy and environment coverage is online at virginiamercury.com. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Thursday, March 4th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 